0: Welcome to Your Anxious Therapist, where you'll find all things related to anxiety, panic attacks, and health anxiety. I'm your host Haley, and I'll be sharing my own insights and experiences as someone who has personally struggled with anxiety. I'll be real and honest, taking you deep into the nitty gritty parts of anxiety that just aren't talked about enough, because I want you to know that you're not alone in this. I'll also be sharing powerful tools strategies, and tips that will empower you to take your life back so that you can overcome your anxiety for good. Now let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome to the very first episode of your Anxious Therapist podcast. I wanted to start off this first episode really talking about my personal journey with anxiety, including generalized anxiety, panic attacks, health anxiety, depersonalization and derealization, and also OCD. For those who don't know me, my name is Haley Ostro, and I'm a licensed therapist who works with those who have anxiety disorders, including generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, and health anxiety. I have personally struggled with anxiety for most of my life, and it's why I'm so passionate about helping other people who have been struggling with this too. In this podcast, I'll be focusing on giving you the tools to overcome this, instead of just learning how to cope with it. I want you to know that disordered anxiety is not a lifelong sentence, no matter what you might have been told by other people before. If I knew then what I know now, I would have been able to recover from this a long, long time ago. So that's why I wanted to share with you everything that I learned along the way so that you can start to truly live the life that you want again. My anxiety goes back to when I was probably around five years old. I know there's a lot of people out there who might have had anxiety or panic attacks show up later in life when they were an adult, but for me, my anxiety goes all the way back to when I was younger. One of the first memories I have is with death anxiety. I remember that I used to go into my parents' room at night because I just couldn't sleep. And I'd go to the side of the bed where my mom was sleeping and wake her up and tell her that I was afraid, even though I just, I didn't know why, but I felt afraid. And I would ask her if I was going to die. When I think back on this, it really makes me feel sad to think about all these thoughts that were going through my head at the time and how scared and confused I was feeling. All I knew is that I was afraid and I just really needed reassurance from my mom. And of course, she would try to comfort me and she'd say things like, no, of course not, it's not going to happen until you're 100 years old. I just remember I would keep doing this over and over and over again, and I'm not really sure how long this period lasted, but this is when my death anxiety started. Fast forward a few years, when I was probably 7 or 8 years old, I had an experience that I can look back on and laugh about now, but at the time, I remember feeling so terrified about it. So it was one night I was eating dinner with my family and it was just a normal night like any other where we would sit at the dinner table and eat dinner together and my mom said something like, all right everyone don't forget to put all your chicken bones on the plate because we were eating chicken for dinner that night and I don't know why but I suddenly got an intrusive thought that I swallowed a chicken bone. Once I had this thought, I started to feel a huge wave of anxiety come over me and I panicked. I was absolutely convinced that I swallowed it and that there was a part of a chicken bone stuck in my throat to the point where I actually felt something stuck in there. I felt like a lump in my throat. My parents did their best to try to calm me down, but I wouldn't stop freaking out about it. So they ended up taking me to the doctor's or the emergency room, I can't remember which one it was, but I ended up getting x-rays done and nothing was there and they told me, you're completely fine, there's nothing stuck in your throat, and there are no chicken bones in your stomach, you know, you're fine. Throughout my childhood, I experienced tons of obsessive thoughts about my health, about death, and I was always worrying about something really bad happening to somebody that I love. So I felt like I had to do these rituals and compulsions to try to prevent something bad from happening to them. I had to pray in a Certain way, in like this correct way. And if I messed it up, I had to redo it over and over and over again. Or, and if I didn't do it, then it meant I didn't love my family and it meant that something terrible would happen to them. I also had extreme superstitious fears and I would ruminate about it and I would think that I was a really bad person if I didn't perform my compulsions and that I would be directly responsible for something bad happening to myself or to my family. Throughout my teenage years and early adulthood, my anxiety had a lot of ups and downs. There were times that my anxiety was a lot better, and then there were other times that it was worse. I also had generalized anxiety, so I would worry about anything and everything all the time. I was extremely irritable and agitated, I lashed out on people a lot, and I needed to be in control at all times. I did not like changes to plans, and I was constantly feeling on edge. I was super tense all the time, and the list goes on and on. I also had some social anxiety as well, so I hated making doctor's appointments or even just talking to the doctors whenever I would go. I hated having to make phone calls to order food or to schedule appointments for myself. And I used to make my mom do it for me for a long time when I was still living at home. Even after I had turned 18, I was still asking my mom to schedule my doctor's appointments for me. I didn't like going to stores where I had to talk to the cashier by myself. I hated telling the waiter what my order was when I was at a restaurant. I didn't like doing things alone or going out places by myself when I didn't know the area and I was unfamiliar with it. I didn't like showing up somewhere if I didn't know at least one person there. And I would get extreme anxiety if the person that I knew, if, you know, if the only person I knew at the party left me by myself, even if it was just for a minute to go to the bathroom. So fast forward to 2017, this is when I had my first full-blown panic attack. So what had happened was I was getting out of the shower one day and it was really steamy in the bathroom because I love my showers to be scorching hot. But all of a sudden, I felt dizzy and lightheaded. I sort of felt this whoosh of heat come over me. And then my entire body started shaking and trembling and my heart was beating so fast. I felt like I couldn't breathe. It was like I couldn't get in a deep breath felt like everything was closing in around me. It's hard to explain, but I just sort of felt like the walls were closing in around me and I was also having derealization. So I tried to walk outside to see if fresh air would help, but it didn't. I felt so scared and I thought I was dying. And I was still living at home at the time, So my parents ended up taking me to an urgent care and I ended up asking my mom to come in the room with me because she was my ultimate source of comfort and I just remember looking at her when I was in the room and I was like shaking and trembling and I was so terrified and I looked at her and I told her, please don't let me die, please don't let me die, please don't let me die. And then, you know, the doctor ended up coming into the room and doing whatever he did. And he told me I had a panic attack. And I thought I would be okay after this situation had happened. I thought this was just a fluke and this was just a random thing that happened to me and I would be totally fine. But the months following this panic attack, my anxiety got so much worse. I was getting so many physical symptoms every single day and my health anxiety went through the roof. Every twitch in my body sent me into a spiral. I was getting constant heart palpitations every day, and I was getting those heart flutters or those skipped beats, or those PVCs, you know? And I ended up seeing a cardiologist for this where I had tons of tests on. I had a lot of EKGs, an echocardiogram, and I also had a stress test on, but they said my heart was completely fine. But as you know, when you struggle with health anxiety, that's never good enough. So I still obsessed about my heart symptoms long after that too. I would always Google my symptoms and I spent so much time on these online forums trying to get reassurance by reading other people's posts about certain symptoms that they got. I always asked for reassurance from my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, and I always asked him to tell me that I was going to be okay, like I needed that reassurance from him. I also used to call my mom a lot to get reassurance as well. I was always too scared to go to the emergency room for my symptoms, but I still obsessed about my health every moment of every day. I used to also do these self-administered tests on myself to see if I was having a stroke anytime my hand started trembling or my eye twitched. You know, I thought I was either having a stroke or that this was the first sign I was having MS. I thought I was going to also get a brain aneurysm anytime I felt some sort of strange sensation in my head. I was convinced that I would have something stuck in my throat too. You know, I felt a lump in the throat sensation. I would think I would have cancer and I, you know, the list goes on and on. I I remember I was afraid of dying from carbon monoxide poisoning. So what I would do was compulsively keep checking the carbon monoxide monitor to see if it was working correctly because I, I was afraid to go to sleep at night. I used to stay up for hours at night and compulsively googling symptoms and how how do you know if you have this disease or how do you know if you have this illness and I remember there was this one time I accidentally banged my head on the top of the washing machine in my old apartment and just this situation alone sent me into a panic attack I thought I had a concussion and that I was going to have internal bleed or sorry internal brain bleeding and that I would die and it was really really rough Every day I thought I was dying and that something was happening to me. I would have random panic attacks that came out of nowhere and I would have this sense of doom and dread come over me. My body was shaking, I couldn't breathe, my heart was racing and all of these symptoms happened and I just didn't want to be alone. I was scared of my own intrusive thoughts and what was happening to me and I thought that there was seriously something wrong with me at this point. So... This was the time that I decided to buy the D.A.R.E. book. The D.A.R.E. book is by Barry McDonough, and this book really, really helped me a lot, and my anxiety did end up getting better. I wasn't completely healed from it, but it was getting me on a much better track than where I was at. So fast forward to 2020, this is when I had my first major episode of depersonalization and derealization, or DPDR for short. And it sent me into this deep spiral. For those who don't know, depersonalization is where you don't feel real. It's like you look at your hands and you feel like they don't belong to you. And you feel like your voice isn't yours. It feels like you sort of sound robotic and your voice feels foreign to you. It just doesn't sound like you. And derealization is where you feel like nothing around you is real. All the people you know suddenly don't feel familiar to you anymore, and it feels like you're living in a dream or a movie. So it's a really scary feeling. And I remember I got DPDR every single day, and I thought I was permanently stuck like this. I would get tons of existential thoughts, and I thought my brain was permanently altered. I remember there was this one time I was crying by myself in the bathroom, begging for this feeling to go away because I thought I was legitimately losing my mind and no one else knew that I experienced this. So I felt completely alone. At this point, I decided to go to therapy again because I had tried therapy a few times over the years, but I never really stayed very long. You know, I maybe stayed for a few months at a time. I also joined this anxiety coaching slash mentorship program and this was truly amazing and eye-opening for me because I was able to learn and realize that I was doing everything wrong and I was responding to my anxiety the wrong way. Up until that point, I had tried so many different coping techniques like different breathing techniques, meditation, using essential oils. I used to buy this Uh, thing at CVS it's called rescue remedy spray I don't even know if they still make it but I used to buy this and I would spray it into my mouth whenever I felt anxious I also had my emotional support water bottle with me at all times I used to do tons of safety behaviors and have safety objects with me and I also would use ice cubes to try to calm myself down and the list goes on and on with that I decided to really work on my anxiety at this point because I was tired of feeling this way and I knew that I couldn't keep living like this. So I reread the D.A.R.E. book again and I also got another book called Hope and Help for Your Nerves by Claire Weeks. This is a game changer book as well. I highly recommend it. Both of these books were so helpful for my recovery. And like I said, I was also in therapy at the time and I was also in this coaching program with people who were mentoring me who had also personally recovered from anxiety and they were teaching you how to recover from it as well. I spent my time learning as much as I could through YouTube videos and podcasts that talked about anxiety recovery as well. Something huge that I learned and realized in all of this was that fighting and resisting my anxiety and all the symptoms that came along with it is what was keeping me stuck in this cycle for so long. I had to gradually realize that all my past coping techniques just weren't working anymore or they weren't actually fixing the problem. I heavily relied on coping techniques which only put a band-aid fix to the problem and it didn't work because I used to try to use them to try to get rid of my anxiety. I was focused on desperately not wanting to feel anxious or panic anymore Or feel any symptoms of anxiety, which ended up making me feel worse in the long run. I craved control and I needed to have 100% certainty in all areas of my life. This is why my health anxiety got so out of hand because I could not let go of worrying and control. I held on to this for a long time because I felt like if I worry enough, then I feel more in control. If I ruminate about this, then I feel more in control. And one of the biggest realizations that I had was that in order for me to truly heal from this, I had to let go of this illusion of control and I had to learn how to lean into uncertainty. I made a lot of mistakes along the way during my anxiety recovery journey, as most people do, and I had to learn how to start gradually exposing myself to all the things that I feared and avoided. I couldn't keep hiding from anxiety anymore. I couldn't keep fighting this battle against it. I had to dig deep and find courage within me that I didn't even think was there. And I had to work on changing not only my thoughts, but my actions and behaviors too that were actually keeping me stuck in the cycle. Anxiety recovery is a paradoxical approach, so there's a lot of unlearning of old patterns and unhelpful thoughts, and there's this new sense of learning, of learning how to create a sense of safety within us, and teaching our brain that we are in fact safe, even if we feel scared. It's about being able to distinguish between a real threat and a perceived threat. It's about teaching your internal smoke alarm, AKA anxiety, that you are not in danger, even if you're feeling anxious, even if you're having a panic attack, even if you're getting tons of physical symptoms. You're not in danger and you're actually safe. They just feel terrifying. And I plan to really go deeper into all of this in future episodes. So, all this to say is, you are absolutely capable of recovering from anxiety too. I used to think that anxiety was something other people could recover from, but that I just wasn't one of those people. But I was completely wrong. And you might be thinking, yeah, okay, Haley, but I'm really not one of those people. My anxiety is different. It's worse. It's more unique. It's more complicated. And it's just not possible for me to heal from this. But this could not be further from the truth. Anxiety makes us believe that our anxiety is more unique and different than everyone else's. Anxiety makes us believe that there's no way anyone else could possibly have the same exact symptoms or the same intrusive thoughts or the same fears as you do. But the truth is, there are thousands of other people out there just like you and you're not alone in this. Every person who has recovered from anxiety had the same exact beliefs as you did. They believed that they couldn't overcome it, but they actually did recover from it and they did overcome it. And you can overcome this too. If you consistently make small changes over time and gradually make changes to your behaviors and your actions, and you use a lot of self-compassion along with other anxiety recovery tools, then you will start to see differences and you will recover. So I want to leave you with this until next time. Recovery from anxiety is in all the little moments all the small wins, all the little victories that you might not even notice are happening unless you're paying close attention to it. You could be recovering from anxiety right now without even realizing it. You could be further along than you think. So try your best to look out for the small changes and the small wins that you might already be making in your own recovery journey and tell yourself, This feels hard right now, but I am capable and I will come out on the other side of this. All right, I appreciate you listening and I will see you next time.